This is a Gulf Stories moment made possible by the University of West Florida Innovation Institute. Hi again, everyone, and thanks for joining us for another Gulf Stories Moment. My guest today, Dr. Matt Schwartz, Assistant VP of Research Administration and Engagement and also a professor at the University of West Florida. And today we're talking about submarine groundwater discharge. Dr. Schwartz, certainly glad to have you back on the show. Thanks for having me. So submarine groundwater discharge, uh, what is this? So it, submarine groundwater discharge is the flow of water from terrestrial aquifers through the subsurface, that is underground, and out into coastal or estuarine waterways. So it's the water that bypasses rivers but flows underneath the ground and moves from the continents out into our, our oceans. So what is it about submarine groundwater discharge that made you say, this is something I really want to study? Why does it, to, to the common person, what does it really mean? Yeah, I got really interested in it back, actually down in my, back in my graduate school days. Um, and mainly I got interested in the idea that there was a lot of water that was flowing into the ocean that we didn't know about mm-hmm. until really the mid-90s. Um, there was some early studies that were done in about 1996 or so that identified there's a lot of water that was flowing out into the oceans, into these estuaries, into our bayous, not through the rivers, not through the creeks, but underwater. And I wanted to know, well, what's coming with it? What, what else, if water's coming out this way and we didn't know about it for hundreds of years, what else is coming in with that water? Well, it's incredible. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's... I think we're also spoiled. It's hard to think there's still that much left to be discovered. It's surprising that didn't get figured out till the mid-90s. It was amazing. And, and there have been some earlier studies in the 80s that had identified this as occurring in kind of rare areas here and there. And it wasn't until we started identifying some new tools, um, basically geochemical tools, that some, a researcher uh, looking in the Carolinas found that the total amount of submarine groundwater discharge that was going out into the Atlantic Ocean was about 30% of all the river discharge. In other words, there was a, an amount of water that we hadn't measured that was a third of all the river inputs. When, when something like this gets discovered in the mid-90s, and you, someone for whom research means so much, I, I would imagine that your brain just starts working overdrive about all the different things that can be, should be, need to be explored and researched. Oh, yeah. That was one of the greatest things about this and it remains something that I get so excited about today is there's so many questions. Where is it happening? How much is, of this is going on? Is it happening here? And then all these other considerations. Is, it, is, it, is this a good thing for the environment? Is it a bad thing? How, is, how are human activities affecting these? How are we being affected by it? And we have all this opportunity to ask those questions and start getting answers. So is it is it happening here? I mean, we talk about the, the Gulf Coast on this show. Is this a problem along the Gulf Coast? Or maybe I shouldn't say problem. Does this occur along the Gulf Coast? It does, actually. We um, One of the earliest pa- papers going back again to the early 90s, uh, mid-90s, was some researchers at Florida State University who identified some significant submarine groundwater discharge zones that were happening uh, east of Panama City. My own research over the last 15 years or so has shown it that it's happening um, – in uh, uh, Santa Rosa Sound. It's happening in Bayou Tahar. It is happening throughout our area. We're characterizing how much of it is going on. And now we're starting to get into some other questions related to it as well. But it is something that's happening here. Yeah. So is the first thing when this is sort of discovered and then over the next 10, 20 years, just to sort of say, where is this happening before we can even start thinking about what does it mean? What's the good? What's the bad? Is it really first just about figuring out where this might all be happening? Yeah, that's one of the big, the first challenges we have is saying, is it occurring and where is it occurring? We spent a lot of time looking around, fumbling around, trying to find these signals that will indicate that this uh, um, submarine groundwater discharge or SGD is occurring. That takes a long time. Mm -hmm. 
Then we find we'll find words occurring, and then we can ask some of those follow-up questions that you were mentioning. You know, what are the effects that this is having on our ecosystem? What is the effect that it has on the environment? And uh, so, yeah, it's we spend a lot of time looking for it, and then we figure out, well, what difference does it make? With a few seconds left, something I talk about a lot on this show is the opportunity students get at UWF to be part of research. Have, have students played a role in any of this so far? Yeah, I've had a huge number. I've probably had 10 undergraduate students and three master's students who have mm-hmm. done work for me, completed degrees with me, doing different aspects of this research, and it's been um, really great to see that grow over the last 15 years. Dr. Matt Schwartz talking to us today about submarine groundwater discharge. Sure, appreciate the insight, sir. Thanks so much. For more Gulf Stories moments, visit wuwf.org slash podcast or go to the podcast page of npr.org.